What up, everybody? Man, back again. We got the Oasis podcast. So it's me, your boy Brennan. And then I've got to my left. My name is Ben. Ben, welcome to the podcast. We are glad, we are glad to have you. Mayamo Ben. Oh, wow. Cross-cultural here in the Oasis studio. Uh, Jaina, to my right. Um, yeah, so that's the three of us. We're sitting around the table. We've got a podcast topic for you. And we've got the, our, it's not a mixer question because we know each other and we've thought about the question, so it's not really to get to know each other better, but maybe for you to get to know us. Yeah. If you had to pick one place to go in the world, where would you go? And this could be like vacation. This could be like a mission trip. This could be like educate. I don't, whatever, like just a place. Where would you go? Yeah. The first one that jumps to my head is Scotland. So good. Yes. The highlands, the, just the old like buildings, the hills, uh, all of it. I'm sure this is absolutely beautiful. It is. It looks in movies and pictures and things. I would have never thought of Scotland. Scotland's great. That's a great Something answer. about Northern Europe just doesn't draw me. Mm. But I don't know. <laughs> I've what? been to various parts in France and then to London. I would love to go back to either of those yeah. as well. I've heard great so. things. <laughs> well, where about those places? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Perfect. Ben, ben, where would you go? <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, no, probably, no, no. Probably Wait. Scranton, Pennsylvania. Um. <laughs> I thought for sure this guy was going to come and go with the you know, Minneapolis. That's what I was no, thinking too. For a football game. <laughs> with it's one place in the world you want to go, meaning you haven't been there. Any yeah. place that Abby and I could go and leave the kids with someone else just for the weekend. Yeah, so downtown Brookings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Scranton. I don't think there's much in Scranton, Stanford, man. Connecticut. I just want to take the road trip tour to Dunder Mifflin locations. You got to... The, the no, whole not legitimately, places, though, I think more they? so just because uh, well, Scranton's a real city. Well, yeah, but like... The buildings. Oh and no, stuff. not at all. Yeah, those no. are like sets. Correct. Abby's always wanted to go to New Zealand. Mm, oh, I go there to too. travel the path to Mordor. Big Lord of the Rings oh. fan, yep. huh? Yep. Um, I don't want to go to Australia because like eight of the most eleven poisonous snakes in the world <laughs> live there, so they obviously network together to go crazy. there. They communicated. Like there's, oh, it's not by chance. <laughs> no, they 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 have brought built something Dude, I didn't to know all that. get there. I'm never going. They have there. crazy insects. Horrid. I knew they had crazy insects, but I didn't know the snakes. Thing. No, not doing that. They can burn them. But New I Zealand, like not snakes. the same problem. Nope, not as bad. Not even close. So, but don't they share one island? No, no, no. No, Whoa, dude. New Zealand's a separate island from Australia. You're showing your weakness of geography by talking. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's close uh, to it. It's close. I thought. Yeah. Oh, it's different. I thought it was just a different chunk, like of that of, same of the actual Big Island, yeah. of the oh, continent no. of Australia. Yeah. Wow. No, the country is kind of wow, the same no. thing. And New Zealand is so disappointed. No, that's all right. <laughs> we still love you. I'm not. I'm actually pretty good at geography, but I oh, guess I'm I just didn't know that. Yeah. So New Zealand is up there for us, but just I haven't been to a lot of places, so a lot of things sound appealing. Like I want to yeah. go to Boston. I've never been to Boston. Mm. I've never been to DC. Boston. Oh, like I, I never like I want to. Yeah. We have this idea of eventually taking a two week road trip just up the the western coast mm-hmm. to California yeah. through the redwoods and to see where they filmed Star Wars. Like mm. <laughs> there you go. I want to go see all the your place. vacations are movie based. hundred <laughs> percent. I want to go see the place where they filmed the fake moon landing in Arizona. Like these are the places <laughs> I want to go. <laughs> Couldn't stop at Area 51. Yep. I had a buddy from high school send me a video just this morning telling me I should watch this this movie on aliens he really liked. 
And he told me I need to expand my mind when it comes to the alien invasions. I agree. I think you need to open up. It's based on government facts and statistics. And I said, dude, we have different definitions of sometimes facts. Stats and science. I think New Zealand, Zealand, because my wife, and I I would legit like to go there. Um, I mean, Europe would be just anywhere. I don't know. Would be awesome. You better get going, man. I'm okay if we don't hit those places. It'd be nice too if we don't hit those places. You got plenty of vacation time. Get get to the place. The, the vacation time in the issue. Yeah, it's the cost. It's the money. It's the kids. Yeah, if you would have just had kids. less kids, then you'd have more money. <sighs> you're, yeah, that's kind of true. You'd... If we also wouldn't have gone to grad school, we'd have yeah. more money. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But now you're all educated. So I am good. I try to be. Okay, for me, oh man, since this is a Christian podcast, I'll answer <laughs> like we're all thinking. I would love to go to the Holy Land. <laughs> That is Israel and Palestine. Um, yeah, I'd love to walk where Jesus walked. I'd love to go to Jerusalem and see like the Wailing Wall, which is like the, out, the last remaining wall of the temple, or um, see where he gave the Sermon on the Mount, like walk the Sea of Galilee, all those different things. We'll just strand you in Patmos. Where John was when he wrote Revelation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, pass. But I'd like to go on like a fancy one, you know, with tour guides and oh, nice yeah. hotels yeah. and like, oh, yeah, like uh, do it up real nice. Um, <laughs> real nice. But that's currently. Yeah, well, I'm not going to go there now. But otherwise, yeah, done a couple of the places in Europe, and it was fine. Mm-hmm. But Great Britain, Great Britain would be fun. United I think Kingdom, London, that area. Yeah, UK yeah would London be great. was really yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I agree. Northern Ireland. Cool. That would be cool, too. Mm-hmm. You could talk Iceland? to a bunch of people who you know you why love. Iceland's named Iceland and Greenland's named Greenland. Because they wanted to confuse them when they yes. were doing the deal. So Iceland's actually way nicer and more well, I south. I know that, yeah. I and stole Greenland. his thunder. No, it's great. I'm glad you knew. I was I was surprised you knew that because you don't know New Zealand. It's not a part of Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Yes. Uh, no, okay. Well, we're talking about places in the world and where we'd like to travel. It's because today we're talking about praying for the world. And this is a hot topic right now, honestly. And I think that this podcast will release a day after our Instagram post. But really, when it comes down to it, this topic flares up in moments of world crisis mm-hmm. where we see things happen in the world that draw the news and the media to that location in the world. So right now it's Afghanistan because the Taliban is taking over the the city, um, the capital city and pretty much the whole country. So we see that and then the world responds with, especially the Christian world, with prayer and like empathy and support and thoughts would be the non-Christian world idea. Um or like if you could go and look at Haiti's earthquake that happened like a week ago, I think is what it was, oh, almost yeah. a, a week to date. Um, and the nation, and like I think last I saw it was like 12,000 people. Yeah. Oof, I don't, I don't know. Now I, I feel like I'm wrong. But a lot, a lot of people died, and like, it's already the poorest nation in the Western mm-hmm, Hemisphere, right. and they're set to hit, have, be like hit by a, a tropical storm here in the next couple of days, and they just can't catch a break in Haiti. Their president was assassinated, and then go even farther like covid and america got it bad but like you see places like india and they don't have the healthcare system we have they don't have so you see that and so we move with this this swift arm to pray for those people or the bombing in france or tourist attack or mm-hmm. fill in the blank we have these major world catastrophes yeah. and we respond in those moments with an emphasis of prayer and that is incredible it's good i mean the church needs to bind together there's a reason we put that post up is yeah. cuz there's a need for prayer right now but also, we wanted to have this as an opportunity because people's minds are oriented towards a more global scale of Christianity, what it means for us to daily in our lives or consistently in our lives be praying for the world. So, 
if I was going to ask a first question, I would just maybe ask like, why is it important to go even beyond just these events to pray for the world? Yeah, super good. And this is, this again, talking about praying for the world, not prayer in general. We yeah. have podcasts on that, so you can go mm-hmm. back and look at that. So praying in the world, one, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind for me is we are called co-laborers with God, co-laborers with Christ mm-hmm. in the work he's doing in the world, not just individually in my life, not mm-hmm. just locally with my friends, but co-laborers with him and bringing about his kingdom. Mm-hmm. Therefore, to be at work as a co-laborer with the Father means I have to be communing with the Father. Mm-hmm. So I pray mm-hmm. for the world and what he's doing in the world. That That is number one that comes to mind. And I'm actually going to take the second one here. This, I, I have had conversations and arguments with people about what does it look like to pray for non-Christians? Mm. And I will actually, especially, yes, with the events that's happened, but in general, I will pray for people because of what God has done in my soul and my heart about how I'm supposed to view people. Mm-hmm. Not Christians, not believers, not enemies, not friends, people. Mm-hmm. And so we look at a, a text like Genesis 1 where it says, God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. We all have the image of God, which is how we were created. So mm-hmm. I look at people and recognize there's worth and there's value because that's mm-hmm. how God sees them. Therefore, as a, not just because I'm a follower of Jesus, but also because I'm created in the image of God, my brother and sister, outside of race or socioeconomic status or religion, mm-hmm. is I'm supposed to be praying for because they have worth and value in the eyes of God, mm-hmm. regardless of faith. Yeah. So that's when I'll go. I mean, that's why it's important because mm-hmm. people have worth and value and there's things going on in the world, like Brendan said, yeah. ones we know mm-hmm. of and don't know. Yeah. No, and that's yeah. good. And I think the emphasis there is like not just Christians. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is honestly satanic but people who will push back against like okay why are we praying for afghanistan like it's a muslim country where it's like okay they may not worship our god and like we're praying for them for salvation but they're people created in the image of god and they have worth Mm -hmm. period and that matters and that because of that regardless of their christian or not i'm arguing with people about this like Mm -hmm. my first prayer and stuff like this is to pray for the people my priority is like I, I want them to know Jesus. Mm-hmm. My yeah. first and there's a difference in my mind. Yeah. The, the first one I'll say is yeah, they need protection. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just <laughs> yeah. there's too many heartbreaking things, and then it's, yeah, yeah. Jenna, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, another reason that we pray for people around the world is that God um, has a mission to reach all people, and He's invited us into that that great commission to go and make disciples of all nations. Is that call that we've already been talking about to um, see? people of every nationality, every race, to come to know Jesus and to have salvation mm-hmm. in Him. And so as we pray for those that maybe we won't ever have a, a moment to be in a salvation moment with them, our prayers are significant, mm-hmm. even to lift them up to pray for that, that someone, somewhere, God would intercede and work in their life in some way. Yeah. And then maybe another one I would add would just be like tying it in the Christian family. The whole yeah. family. Like yeah. the, the people whole. who claim to be Christians, who, who claim to follow Jesus in all of the world, you are connected to them through a family of believers. You are the body of Christ. You are the church with a capital C. Like, we're together. There's a unity. You may never meet them. You don't know them. But somehow, supernaturally, there's a unity between us that yeah. is the common link that is Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, when Paul writes in Galatians 6.2, carry each other's burdens, and in this way, you fulfill the law of Christ. Myself, I'm common to think, how can I carry the burdens of those who are next to me? You know, my friends, my family, my congregation, my staff members, like, how do I help them carry those burdens? And I and I stopped there. But when Paul's writing this, like, the Christianity is spreading, and they're not yet what we know of the world, but they will one day become that. Yeah. Like, it speaks for a sense that today, our Christian family, we're still called to carry each other's burdens. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, the Christians in Afghanistan who, I think I saw a post of, like, 
there was a home church that somehow got an email out and they Multiple were ex- church. Yeah. yeah where they were like expecting to meet Jesus here in the next week yep. or two mm-hmm. like they they are they're awaiting their death yep. like they're awaiting the persecution like those are your brothers and sisters in Christ those are people you are family with mm-hmm. and we don't see it like that always cuz it's really it's hard to wrap our mind yeah. around cuz it's it's different but it's so important that we carry those burdens and we yeah. pray for those people and and even within that <clears throat> we why is this important? We follow Jesus' example. One within the church, the way that Jesus prays for the church, future believers in John 17, yep. he prays for the, all those who will believe in his message mm-hmm. through the disciples. Mm-hmm. So he's praying for them. Okay, we follow Jesus' example, pray for the church. But then also in Matthew, he talks about this idea of, hey, bless your enemy, do not curse them. The greatest blessing you could give to an enemy, which in that context are someone who, yes, is probably persecuting them specifically for their faith or religion, but someone who doesn't know Jesus mm-hmm. is to bless them through prayer. Mm-hmm. It's one of the greatest blessings we can give someone or ways to bless another person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the last place I'd put just some emphasis here is anytime we follow in Jesus's footsteps, we're being formed into Jesus's yeah. image. Yeah. So when Ben's saying, hey, Jesus gave us this example, when we follow in that, we become more like Jesus. So selfishly, when we begin to pray from the for the world, like that does something in you. And the mm-hmm. same way reading your Bible is shaping you into becoming more like Christ yeah. in the same way that praying for your neighbor or having spiritual conversations is shaping you. Like this prayer is doing something in you. It's giving you a heart for people. It's giving you a greater heart for God and his mission and who he is. Mm-hmm. So like Rich, you're, miss, you're missing yeah, out on what it means to be a Christian. You're missing yeah. out on what you're supposed to be and the very purpose you were created for if you're not praying for the whole world. And, and, and to that, Richard Foster, who's written a lot of different books, one of his biggest ones is called Celebration Disciplines. The way he talks about prayer in the very opening like aspect of that chapter is – Answers to prayer are really great, but it's a secondary function. The primary one is actually perpetual communion and growth mm. with the Father. Yeah, that's good. And so you're mm-hmm. you're praying and you're you're asking and you're putting up supplication and you're at, and putting in requests. But the primary thing that is happening, just by byproduct and consequence of it, is mm-hmm. growth and mm-hmm. communion with the Father within self. That's good. Intimate growth and so intimacy. Good. Yeah. So if we're gonna answer, okay, why we we hope you understand a little bit of the importance now. What do we encourage people to do next? Like, how do you start to pray for the world? That's like, what is there seven billion people? Like, <laughs> what am I supposed to do? I can't, I can't cover them all yeah. by name and prayer. How do I start to do this? Yeah, uh, I'm going to start with. I think if you've been in the church for a season, uh, for an extended period of time, usually that means there have been places that you've traveled to. And so this is what I do when it doesn't come to the big events. I mean, when the big event things happen, yes, you got to press into that stuff. But when praying for, praying for the world has become a consistent part of my life, it's like there, it's been easier for me to do so when I thought about locations that I've been to. So mission trips, maybe that is, or just in general Mm -hmm. traveling. So like I've been to Honduras for a couple of weeks with a mission trip through Oasis a long time ago. So Honduras, I'm always praying about Tegucigalpa, which is a city of, at the time, 15 million plus people, one of the biggest cities. We were in that city doing ministry for a week, and then we were outside that city into orphanages in smaller urban, rural mm-hmm. community or mm-hmm. rural communities. And I keep thinking about the orphans that we met. I keep thinking about the parents that we met who would come visit their kids in the orphan, but they couldn't live with them because they couldn't take care of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the, the simple like necessity of needing to like, or, or the needs of life that they needed prayer for. Yeah. Not just salvation, spiritual Jesus. Yes, I'm going to pray for that. But the little small things of the daily life that I, I take granted for. Like, oh, I think about the time I've spent, and yes, I, again, reading stories and things and being able to put food on the table for my three kids and not worry about it. 
and then seeing the situations that I have and places that I've been, I've been to Pine Ridge a lot of times and, and same situation mm-hmm. where they're not able to put food on the table for their kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, it's, it's a spiritual thing and I want them to know Jesus, but also physical yeah. and emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, and so places you've been to where you've traveled, maybe mm-hmm. it's been mission trip related or not. Like that's, I mean, start there. Yeah. Well, and too often we become ignorant of issues in the world because we become unattached, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So like when you connect your experience with a people group or with the experiences of a lot of people around the world, like it makes it more real to you. That's why pictures are so tangible to us. You know, like those Mm -hmm. pictures you're seeing right now of the things going on, like that makes it really real for people. Without that, it's just somewhere else in the world something's happening. Mm -hmm. Um, Another way that I have found... Um, to be beneficial is through the news. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I am very selective in the way I consume my news. I actually have, you can look it up, it's called The Pour Over, and it's this Christian organization that puts out non-Christian news. So they're not putting out news on the church or different things that are happening in different denominations, but they put out global news, but they add in, and they don't do it from a Christian perspective either. They just do it from a non-biased perspective, and then they add in at the end of each section um, ideas or prayers to to set your mind on stuff that's like above. So it may talk about politics and what's happening in Washington D.C., but then it finishes with a verse that shows like, okay, why is this important for the Christian to know? Mm-hmm. And that helps orient me towards like, okay, what are the needs like worldwide? Like, what are the needs in my community in my nation that I need to be praying for? Uh, because without those things, I become ignorant. Like, I become disattached. I don't know what's going on, and because I don't know, I can't pray. Yeah. So if, if you don't, if you want, Google it, the pour over, uh, there's an email subscription, they have a podcast and I think they've got a website too. Mm-hmm. Otherwise there's another or- website that I haven't used, but I've heard other people use and it's called worldinprayer.org. So worldinprayer.org sends out again, they can sign up for their newsletter. It's once a week, they'll send you a, uh, an email with the needs of the world and the, some of the news that's been happening and, and prayer topics to go along with that. Or you can just check out their website sporadically and see what's going on. Uh, but really, when it comes down to it, I like Paul's words in Colossians 4.2. He says, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. And in that, like our devotion is to prayer. But in order to be devoted, he says, we need to be watchful and thankful. Like these are two aspects that go into what it means to be devoted. So we have to have our eyes open. We got to see what's out there in order to engage prayer in the way we're supposed to. And then there's a thankfulness in that too, because even in this podcast, there's a little bit of a weight. Like, in the world, like when you look at Christianity and the things that are happening, there's a heaviness. Yeah. But there's, there's there needs to be a thankfulness in our devotion to prayer too, like thanking yeah. God for what He's doing around the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of the ways that you can um, do that to pray for these things is to to look to Scripture, to specifically pray out Scripture. And we did a whole podcast about that that you can go listen to again or listen for the first time to get some tips on how to do that, what Scripture to look for. Um, but then additionally, create prayer cards or reminders or use an yeah. app or create some type of system that helps you to remember and reminds you to pray um, where you can write down specific things that you want to pray for. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just take the time to pray for missionaries around the world, uh, for Christians who are in difficult places, um, who are doing the work that God has called them to do. Um, 2 Corinthians one eleven says, You must also help us by praying, so that many will give thanks on the behalf of the blessing granted us through the prayers of many. Those Christians in particularly, I mean, in, in persecuted areas or in places where they have to be secret about who mm-hmm. they are and what they're doing, like there's a hardship in that, especially, I mean, even as we've already talked about, those in Afghanistan who are anticipating their death yeah. very soon. So continue to pray for those Christians, lift them up, and mm-hmm. um, pray for relief efforts for... Uh, nations that are helping, different organizations, um, 
just pray for those things. Yeah, keep your eyes open, see what's yeah. out there. I mean, anytime a missionary will come and like talk at our church, I, you hear the same language. Like, yeah. we want your support, but your support is sometimes financial, but always prayer. Yeah. It's so good. And oftentimes we hear that and we throw away the prayer <laughs> part because we're like, oh, they want our money. And it's like, yeah. well, yes, they need your money because they want to keep doing the work that God's called them to. Yeah. But like, I hope when those missionaries say that, like they also emphasize that prayer part. Like that really means something yep. to them. Because like Paul is saying here, because of your prayers, like because of the prayers of people who Paul's a missionary, like he's going to unreached people groups and sharing the gospel. Like they were opening doors through their prayers that he couldn't have opened yeah. on his own. Yeah. So like your prayers for missionaries in wherever you're, yeah. like that's doing stuff. Yeah, they have effect. Mm-hmm. Like they have effect. Like yep. you, you're changing things for those missionaries because of your faithfulness in prayer. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. that's so cool. Like you don't have to go anywhere to Incredible. do that. Yeah, that's yep. so awesome. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. And if you, it's great to overall pray for missionaries. If you're around in Brookings, coming here, coming to school again as a, as a college student, if you're just here, connected with Grace Point, come to the church. Come to the the balcony and the second floor. And we'll sh- I'll show you. Ask for Ben, and I will show you <laughs> where we have a map that you can pray for specific missionaries. And we can connect you with Pastor Dave here, who knows specifically even prayer requests from his missionaries because he's the mm-hmm. one who's in contact with them. Yeah. So, like, allow, don't allow your prayers for missionaries around the world just to be vague. Let mm-hmm. them be like, I know mm-hmm. as they were praying for Paul, they they knew what was going on. Yeah, they yeah. knew specifically what to pray for because they experienced what it was like to have a missionary come to them, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so they knew what to pray for. Like yeah. they experienced it. That's really so good. just ask, be yeah. specific. Mm-hmm. Then, then what do we pray? Yeah. Like we've we've put a little bit of emphasis or a little. Yeah. We've talked a little bit about it, but like now, what do I pray? Like I, yeah. I understand yeah. how I've got some. Like, what am I supposed to be asking yeah. for here? Timothy, to me, is becoming more and more. It's just continually like, I, yes, I love all the Bible, <laughs> <laughs> but there's something about all of it. You mean like for cover to cover? I'm telling you right now, maybe even the Apocrypha. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the podcast a couple weeks ago. Um, I just. Every time I read First and Second Timothy, for some reason I can't help but think of the first mentor, like the guy who first discipled me, that mm, relationship. Yeah. Of how his name was Rick. He was the first well, the waste pastor. Yeah. How he would like talk to me and encourage me and challenge me and give I mean, commands is a weird way to say it. But like, you know, challenge <laughs> yeah. me in those types of ways. And like I see this relationship with Paul and Timothy. So whenever Paul's writing like I read this in a way that's like, okay, I, the specific request that he tells Timothy to me is beautiful. So we see in 1 Timothy 2, firstly, he gives a reason why you should pray for the world. He says, I urge you, first of all, to pray for all people, not just Christians, like not non, not just non All people means what? All people. Okay. All people. We didn't plan that because it's obvious. <laughs> so one, this is why you pray. Pray for all people. And then he says, here's what to do. One, ask God to help them. Two, intercede on their behalf. Three, give thanks for them. Literally give thanks for all people. Mm. Find out what that means for you. But even Mm -hmm. this idea of interceding, you intercede, you pray on behalf of people and what's going on in their life. That's intercession. Mm -hmm. And so, and ask God to help them. Like, it's specific. Here's what, if you don't know what to do, go to 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 5. That's what to pray. There you go. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. There's obviously other things that you can just No, yeah, yeah, I mean. That hits it. (laughs) uh, Protection, redemption, hope, faith. Yeah. Like, salvation like yeah. that's i mean pray it up G- give them what you got but uh when you look at the, the church especially so like the people we interact with we know would we say most people pray for the world like is that something that you think is normative in christianity today i don't think so <laughs> i think we have a tendency to 
maybe this is an American thing. Maybe this is just a people thing to be very self-focused, even if, Mm. even if we're not maybe being like selfish, but we see the things happening in our life. We see the things happening in the lives of the people around us and the things that we don't see are kind of out of sight, out of mind. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's easy to spend our time focusing on those tangible things that affect us or affect those that we love. And we don't give as much time focusing to those Mm -hmm. outside of that sphere. And so I think probably most people don't even think about it. Mm -hmm. Ben, you got anything to add? I agree. (laughs) This one's hard. Unfortunately. I mean, it's, it's yeah. I think out of, out of sight, out of mind is probably the yeah. best reasoning, mm-hmm. to be honest. I look mm-hmm. at my own life and think, okay, when, yeah, when I'm not praying for the world, why am I missing it? And there's moments of not unintentionality. There's moments where I'm too focused on self. There's moments where I'm too focused on what I can immediately see and what is yeah. around me that blinds me to the world and praying for the church, the big C, is, is mm-hmm. the, the whole family of God. Uh, and I think just in the Western world, I think a part of – what has happened with how we live life is we become more individualistic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the majority of Christians, if they pray, probably only pray for requests. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And then like when people expand their prayer life, like I, I felt the temptation meant, man, there's so much to pray for. Like to add another thing becomes a lot. Like I don't have the energy. I don't have the time. I don't, and all the excuses float up. But I also have this idea that I, I was thinking of, where in America, we very Americanized Christianity mm-hmm. to the point of, I think some people get confused on the roots of Christianity, where it's oh, like, yeah. this was a religion that was from the Middle East. Yeah. Like, Jesus was Middle Eastern. Like, mm-hmm. he wasn't white. Not even close. Yeah, and like, yeah. it was a religion that spread through like, the Middle East into Europe, mm-hmm. but over a long period of time. And like, it didn't originate in America and it doesn't have its roots here and it doesn't have its long history here. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so we, we lose, like when we think about the church, it becomes like the American church that we think about and what we know it to be. But the church has never been the American church, the big C church. It's always been the worldwide church and it's really more focused in the Middle East when you look back at it. Yeah. And to be honest, as we look toward the future, yeah, it's mm-hmm. swinging back that way. Uh, yeah. Swinging back in the growth that you see in the church, because Christianity is growing, but not in America. It's worldwide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's, it's actually yeah, declining like, in America. Yeah, right? it is. Very much so. The, the greatest hubs of Christianity growth right now are in Africa, South South America, yep. and then Asia. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so, you're seeing, again, a worldwide spread of Christianity that we don't always feel here. Mm-hmm. And so, God's doing a move. We just don't always see it. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, otherwise, how do you encourage people to to join in this prayer? So, like... If you were to listen to this podcast and you're like, okay, I'm convinced, I'm convicted, or whatever, whatever word you want to use, how do you encourage others around you to also like dive in on praying for the world? Yeah, I think, I mean, I'd like, I've gotten better about understanding how a plan can be helpful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not normally a structured, organized person. Um, and so I like to have an almost thematic plan of my days of what I specifically pray. There are things I pray for every day. And then there are other specific things that I pray for on different days. Hmm. Sometimes it's relationships. Sometimes it's ministry stuff. Sometimes it's personal. Sometimes worldwide just depends. And I have that laid out one that helps not put a heavy burden on myself to think that my, I can fix things. Hmm. Hmm. And then if I think that, then why am I not praying for everything? Hmm. And then if I miss something, then I put guilt on myself or shame for missing out on something. Um, And so 
there's not a, a burden for fixation or fixing things that I'm supposed to feel. I think there's a burden just for people, mm. which we yeah. all should feel. I uh-huh. think that's just what it's like to be, be Jesus. And so make a plan, but also like I, and I'm going to say something. I might get in trouble. Uh Oh, and everybody plug your ears. <laughs> oh, oh, he's waiting the pause. He's- I'm, I'm trying to see, do this tactfully. If your church doesn't have some sort of organized corporate opportunity to pray, hmm. start it. Hmm. And the reason I might get in trouble <laughs> is because as a staff here at Grace Point, in my opinion, based off of churches I've worked at and other friends that I know, churches they work at, I think just based off opportunity, what we have available and how we go about it is good. Hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think myself more than anyone else myself can continue to be involved in how do I invite the corporate body mm-hmm. locally here to be a mm-hmm. part of what I'm already praying for, what God's burning in, in my heart. Um, yeah. And so invite people along with you. Yeah. Like that's mm-hmm. basically what I'm trying to say. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Simple invitation. Jano, any, that's any good. thoughts there? No, <laughs> no, that's I, good. I just wonder like, is social media a good outlet to do that? Like we just posted a picture that was <laughs> like pray for Afghanistan you. and like had a little bit of a caption and like there's people sharing it like and there I've seen other people share other posts and but is social media like the, is it a good avenue for that for what what aspect of it I think it's a good avenue to let people know what's going on because okay. not a lot of people are plugged into the news mm-hmm. yeah uh, so in that aspect yes I think it can be a good avenue for to ask people to invite and join in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a good avenue to for yourself to make a comment on a post because you want to say something about an opinion you have, mm. in my opinion. yeah, Or just to share something so you look good. Yeah, yeah, because that's yeah. my temptation is even when posting, it's like I don't want to be inauthentic mm. because it's the one thing I sh- decided to show the world that I care about. Like it's the one thing I decided to show all my followers. Like, hey, I'm praying for this. Um, so I, I don't know. I just struggle with what other people's perception is of the Christian world as we share these things. Like is, mm-hmm. and, and and that doesn't necessarily matter, but I think it's an interesting question. Yeah. Interesting thing to wrestle with. Yeah. It's good to wrestle with the motive. I think it's okay not to worry about how people interpret your action. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Last question. And then we're done. Kind of. Is praying <laughs> enough? whole podcast focused on praying for the world (laughs) and encouraging God to move and all of the things. But is that enough? Like, people are still suffering. Stuff is still going down. Like, the kingdom still needs to spread. Or are we going to stop here? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I'm going to say anything. Jenna, I like what what you said. (laughs) What I said earlier. Yes. Praying can be enough, but it's not enough if you're using it as an excuse not to do anything else. That's, that to me is perfect. So yes and no. Yeah. Yeah. If all you can do is pray, that's enough. But if you have the means, if you have the time, if you have the opportunity to do something more and you're just not and you say, oh, I prayed about it, you're copping out. <laughs> all right. I'm calling, your, I'm calling <laughs> you out. <laughs> but I can call you out because I'm calling myself out in that too. Yeah, that's good. I, <laughs> I like do, that. I do feel that. Yeah. No, that's super good. Uh, yeah, praying is enough because that's, I mean, that's the yeah, the best thing we can yeah. literally do. Like you can't, no amount of money will give more, will, is better for those people than the prayers you can offer for them 
mm-hmm. to the God of the universe. Um, but that doesn't mean the other things aren't also important. Yeah. Yeah. So let's look to how we can partner in other ways and mm-hmm. support people across yeah. the world. So sweet. Okay, I tricked you guys. That's not the very last thing. Oh. I would like one Are of you two pray? to pray Ooh. for the world to end the podcast. So I don't know if you need to rock, paper, scissors, or if someone <laughs> wants to just... Uh, I can pray. All right, Do look it. at this guy. <laughs> ben, would you take it away? Yeah. Um... <sighs> Father, this, just this moment... Um... Now with us three in a room, with the people listening who will listen as soon as this podcast gets posted and years later, um, God, we pray with one heart in this moment, with one voice. We won first and foremost, thank you that because you are God, there's nothing unknown to you, even though things feel unknown to us. God, we thank you for life and breath right now immediately in this moment. We thank you, thank you for the church and not the local church, not just the local church that we're a part of or I'm a part of the global church. We thank you how you've continually, from the moment, from the moment that sin entered the world to the moment that you sent Jesus down, that he chose to, to live a perfect life, die a horrendous death that was ours meant to live and was raised again from the moment of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit fell on all believers. We thank you from that moment and those moments, you've continually invited people into relationship with you. We thank you for the lives changed even today around the world who have given their life to you, Jesus, and we are thankful that you're not done. We ask that you would continue to draw people in, to invite them in. Holy Spirit, would you do a work and a movement into people's souls to help them recognize their need for you, Jesus? We pray for those in the local church and global church who are suffering. Those who are going through physical, emotional, spiritual persecution. The churches that we've heard of even immediately in the last week who have received letters threatening them that they're, they're going to find them and shut them down and kill them. We pray for their protection. We pray for their perseverance. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would continue to just fill them with a comfort, a peace, a joy that only can come from you, even in the midst of deep suffering and sorrow. Father God, we pray for everyone in the world who doesn't know you. Thank you that your desire is for them to know you to come to a saving faith in Christ. We ask that you would continue to do what only you can do in spreading your word and your truth, that we (laughs) praise you that faith is a gift, and that gift comes from hearing. So continue to send people to preach all over the world, including to America, because we need to hear it. Thank you for the gospel. Thank you for salvation, for sanctification. We pray for those who, yeah, are in different faiths and religions that we are, we ask that you would bless them, Father. That you would show them that you are for them. Yes, that you would give them a saving knowledge of who Jesus is. For those who don't know you, Jesus, that need daily bread, would you provide? Would you protect them from material and physical things of this world, but also spiritual attack from the enemy? 
Would you bring hope to all people? We know that hope is only found in the risen Savior, Jesus. We thank you for just this moment, for all those who are praying with us right now, and ask that you continue to birth and then ignite and continue to grow a passion within us to pray for all people. That we would be ones who would pray to you, God, for their help, for their health, for their futures, that we would intercede on behalf of those you were asking and calling us to intercede for. Yeah, we love you so much. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Sweet. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in, and we will catch you next time on the Oasis Podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.